This week on the program, we're featuring two interviews I conducted over the course of this year with two different Kimberley-based artists, Dahlia Pigram and Alana Hunt, who featured in the recent contemporary art biennial in Sydney known as The National. Over a six-year period, The National has showcased artistic practices from all over the country across multiple venues in Sydney to celebrate the diverse and critical voices that make up the contemporary art community in Australia. Having just concluded the final exhibition for the six-year period in mid-June this year, I wanted to share these conversations to reflect on the works and discuss some of the themes which these two artists have explored, inspired by life and living in this region. Premiering way back in 2013, the solo dance and multimedia work Gooded Gooded has captivated audiences all over the Kimberley country and globe. Conceived, choreographed and performed by Dahlia Pigram and presented by Marigeku in a variety of venues, from its debut to the present, where it has been presented as a video installation work for The National. The first question I had for Dahlia was if she had ever thought the work would have such a prolonged period of performance as it's had, now being shown in its eighth year. When you make a solo, you really have to focus a lot of energy into what you want to say. And I think that point in 2013, when I began that process, of, well, actually probably started a little bit earlier than that to kind of conceive the ideas. I, I wasn't sure if I had enough to say, but then as we started to develop the piece pretty quickly, did we discover that I had lots to say. The production that we went on to make, Good Ed, Good Ed, um, and the life that it's had, I, I couldn't actually imagine that it would have been as successful as it has been. But I do think that Marigeku have this ability to focus on a subject matter and and kind of reflect back to the community and the world um, some of the complex issues that we look at as, as Aboriginal communities and small communities that then actually can teach or have the potential to teach the world when reflected back. So I think that's been part and parcel to its success. Originally, it's a little more more than 60-minute solo piece. Um, I'm the only live performer in the piece, but it's coupled with uh, multimedia um, elements and, and some aerial movement with a net. And there's some text and other um, elements that come into the piece, but it's co-conceived with my uh, one of my grandfathers, Patrick Dodson. When speaking with, in the early stages of developing the ideas, he suggested to me that my starting point would be good to start with the little guai bird who calls to tell you when the tide is about to turn. Um, and we related that uh, to community issues where metaphorically the tide is changing constantly. Um, living here in the Kimberley and Broome, you know, the devastating issues of youth suicide, the preservation and revival of language or the loss of language, the massive weight of country being industrialised, all those tides that are that are turning for our people and have done for many generations now since colonisation. It's quite complex, but it's, you know, one person trying to unpack that for themselves. So we brought in some big guns. Uh, Vernon Arkey designed the work. Also, Kun Augustinen, uh, an amazing Belgian choreographer and director, uh, worked with me. He directed the piece and co-choreographed the piece to develop the movement language and come on the journey to figure out the best ways to explore those complex issues. It's a piece that's been around for some time now, but yeah, the, the breadth and the weight of all the themes and issues in it, as well as you being just the solo performer who carries 
all of that through it. It's it's enormous. But actually, the question that I wanted to ask next was a little bit of writing on the website also referred to in its inception, it was talking about this moment in time. Has this moment in time changed? It actually hasn't. That that constant tide changing is, is continuing and the same issues um, seem to keep rearing its head every so often and they just take turns. So there's some things in the piece that um, become stronger or more forefronted than other pieces depending on where I'm performing it and um, at, you know, which year or that I've performed it in. Um, it speaks to so many of the current issues around the world that Indigenous communities are facing. Um, and I think that's, again, been part of the success of the piece. Has the work changed at all? Yes, yeah, so for the National, actually, it's been reimagined into a video installation um, and the direction has come from Vernon Aki, the amazing artist. That's the beauty of being a part of an, an amazing team of artists to bring to life and to make choices as to the best way to unpack some of these issues in artistic ways. His brilliance in video installation and three-screen work has a chance to now tell the same story um, in a different way or reimagine those solo work in, into a different shape. It was a, a beautiful undertaking to reimagine it with Vernon and the team, uh, with Rachel Swain. She was dramaturg on the piece. We're co-artistic directors of Marigaku. Uh, the piece, the video installation has been produced by Felix Media and they have amazing skill in bringing in videographers and others because it kind of opens it up and frees it to a different space. It's not a theatre. You can be out on country on rock. I'm really proud that we've been able to keep and hold on to kind of what I call the guts of the of the piece that I feel that I give in the live performance. You see it shine through in what was a 60-minute piece reduced down to 20 minutes as a, as a video installation, but hand-picking those specific scenes, beautifully shooting those on country here in Broome and, and within a studio setting to bring out, you know, the essence of, the, of what the piece stands for. And this particular iteration of the work has been shown in Broome not that long ago as part of Shinju Festival? That's right. Just last year, despite all the complexities of COVID, it was an amazing opportunity to have something programmed in a festival as an arts organisation, um, many of our projects were put on hold or um, especially those that involved us being in studios together or in theatres together. So it was an amazing opportunity to give Broome the preview of, of what will um, show at the National this year. The amazing venue of the Sailmaker Shed um, down near Town Beach or as I know it as Oljeri or Guari that beautiful shed that um, connects Broome's pearling history nicely to the piece as well, which opens with a scrolling message from a, um, a travelling inspector reporting back to A.O. Neville about the position of mixed-breed Asian Aboriginal um, people and their, and their kind of place in society or their, their purpose and their potential as better housekeepers, shall I say, than the Aboriginal or the natives, you know. So it's um, a powerful opening to the piece, which is very, very close to the same in the live performance. Talking about that mix is so connected to Broome's history and, and that pearling industry was the only reason why we were exempted 
exempt from the white Australia policy, um, allowing for Asian people to be part of our fabric and our make up our community for many generations. And, you know, proudly, many of uh, us lived with that mixed heritage proudly. In addition to the work having these themes that a lot of different communities from all over the world tap into and connect to, then there's also that very specific kind of historical context and cultural context that is definitely just here. And and I suppose this is a making work like this is such an amazing opportunity and like then showing it around the world, around the country to I dare use the word educate or, you know, tell people something maybe that they don't know or haven't realised or thought about in that way before. I think art has that potential, hasn't it? It's um, by no means are we trying to educate people on a particular subject matter, but I think sometimes when reflected back to society through art, um, things become a little bit clearer or or maybe new potentials, new um, perspectives and new understandings or, or thoughts come about a particular subject matter. And I think, um, you know, some of these issues are complex and I would be too scared to even try to articulate and talk about them um, because I'm no professional on one subject more than another, if you like, but I speak from my lived experience and my um, family's experience with past policies and and the repercussions of um, government policies and um, and colonisation. Um, and I think I find my, the best language to use is with my body <laughs> and the movement and what I've been gifted through walking on reef or walking through country and feeling that connection strongly to the place that I feel my sense of belonging and, and the people I belong to. And because that's so strong coming from a place like the Kimberley here, it's not not anything new. I'm not any different to any other local pe- person, really. That connection to country is strong and it drives you to come back all the time it drives if you're away or it you know it it informs who we are like like identity anywhere so using the languages that I've been gifted to that have been influenced by both my Asian and Aboriginal and non-Indigenous heritage I'm able to tap into not just my dance trainings or my gymnastic training or, or my aerial training but that of walking on country, that of being connected to country, that of being connected to community. While Broome's history is quite unique in that sense, other than the Torres Straits, we, we were the only place at one stage where Asian people were allowed to come only because of the pearling industry. That cultural mix and the respect that cultures had for one another's similarities and differences inform the fabric of our community which is you know built on respect and understanding and cultural understanding and acceptance um, which I feel extremely proud to come from this place and I feel that when I visit other places around Australia or the world sometimes you think wow I wonder what the rest of Australia would have been like if it had have opened more to other cultures earlier you know maybe we'd have a better understanding of one another and not have this fearfulness for for difference.